place is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports show. It's a special one for us today because Oakland Park is at the forefront with the Rebel Stakes. That's what we'll be talking about. Uh, it's been a while. We've had a lot of things going on. Anything on your mind before we get going? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just getting my Kit Kat finished here, my dessert for Very lunch. Uh, yes. Had to get that in there real quick before I... Well, we did this, man. We've been rushed this morning. Uh, you're heading down, correct? Correct. Yes, I will go down uh, tomorrow morning. I will go down to Oakland. Be there Friday and Saturday. Yes. Yes. As of right now, we're not going because of the weather. Uh, I haven't looked at it since early this morning. I don't like rain, and uh, I don't. Here's the deal: I don't mind it, but. You're there a long time, and if you stand outside like I like to do and like you like to do and be right by the track and all of that, it's miserable with conditions like that. They do have plenty of inside seating, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't – I'd rather be down there, downstairs than upstairs in the seating. I don't have as much fun when I'm up there. So I might wait and go down later on in the year when the weather's good. Unless they change the forecast, and then we, in our situation, we can go at any time. So, so right now, the weather is 43 degrees and rain on Friday, 47 degrees and rain on Saturday. So that is not good. You can kind of count on a wet track. Now, the one thing I will say, Oakland has had a lot of sloppy tracks this year. It really yes. hasn't affected things like it has in normal years. It's played a little bit fairer. Uh, sometimes that track gets wet and it's just a mess. Oh, yeah. uh, it hasn't really been that way this year. 49, uh, 50% chance of rain both days. So it's going to be cold for sure. Rain, yeah. it's 50-50 on. Yeah, it's just one of those little damp, crappy days without any sun. And that's bad, you know. But, golly, what a card. What a day Saturday is. It's fantastic. And uh, it, the Rebel drew a great field. So the racing's going to be great. It did. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, we're, yeah, and it's going to be pretty similar to Southwest weather. That's a good point there, Mark. Yeah, it was kind of the same for that as well. And we had a good day on Southwest Day. Hopefully we do the same on Rebel Day. It is a really good card. We're going to go over three of the stakes races today. Uh, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a very good card. Let's get right into it. I'll go ahead and pull Let's it up it. here, and uh, we will get going on it. And we will start with the main event. We'll start with the Rebel. Uh, you know, this is a race for me. Uh, before we really get into it deep, it, it is one of the most special races on the year, uh, every season. Uh, this used to be ran around uh, St. Patrick's Day, and it was always such a festive time at Hot Springs. Uh, if you don't know about Hot Springs on St. Patrick's Day, they have the world's shortest St. Patrick's Day parade, and it's actually a really, really big deal uh, in, in Hot Springs. So one of the little weird things about that town. But uh it, it's always just been wrapped around a lot of fun. And boy, has the Rebel really produced some great horses over the years. Talking about Curlin, looking at Lucky, The Factor, Secret Circle, Will Take Charge, American Pharaoh, you know, Magna Moon, Omaha Beach. So many good horses have come out of this. Now we're here, a field 11 for this year's running. One a mile and 16th, of course, $1 million purse. A crazy that the Rebel has now ran for a million who do we like, Papa Dude? This seems like an even evenly um, uh, grouped uh, bunch of horses here. Oh, this is a tough one. I mean, I I went through it. I've got to see eight horses out of eleven written down. You know, uh, Mark, first Rebel Stakes he ever attended was St. Patrick's Day. I believe that was ours, right, Aaron? No, we were Arkansas Derby. I think you were there. For oh, that's time. right. That's yeah. right. No, I was not at the Rebel that year. I I did not see it. The first time I saw Carlin, Curlin was at the Arkansas Derby. Me and you were there. So uh, you beat us there by just a little bit, uh, uh, Mark. Mark also made a good point uh, earlier there in the chat that Rosario was in town to ride, and Asmussen has three horses in this race, and he's not on any of them, and he doesn't have a mount 
in this. That's kind of interesting too. Mm-hmm. I would have thought uh, Asmussen would have put him on one of of the three he's got. Well, but anyway, like route one would fit Joel Rosario really well. Absolutely. So aren't you a little surprised on that? I'm I'm mm-hmm. a little bit uh, surprised for sure. But this race means an awful lot to you. I think this is uh, you've been down there for some reason. I don't go to the Rebel as much as you have. Mm-hmm. Um, did you miss it last year, or, or do you have a streak going? No, I've I've missed the the last few. Actually, I missed okay. last year. I, I was uh, two years ago. It was still COVID. You couldn't go. Three years ago, of course, it was full blown COVID. Uh, I have not been since Omaha Beach okay. and Long Range Toddy in 2019. All right, so it's been a while for you too. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it always comes out for me. It's I just it's just the timing's not right on that. I've been to Southwest a lot, and uh, I've been to the Arkansas Derby quite a bit. So anyway, I'm probably going to miss this one because of the weather. But let's get to back to where we are. Uh, seems to me like a ton of speed in this race. Do you see that too? A lot of yep. speed? Yep. I think that's where you could start for sure. There does seem to be a lot of speed. The two powerful uh, can go. Seven confidence yep. game. Frosted departure maybe. Reincarnate. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of them. Um, so you got to kind of look at – is that speed going to hold up? Will they be able to – will they get into a, a speed duel and, and then that closer comes from behind? I kind of leaned uh, – and I'm not real sold on this horse, but I kind of like the style of the five giant mischief. Uh, and the other key for me is Look who's riding the horse. Mm-hmm. And Ortiz doesn't ride for Brad Cox that often. And he's come in, I would think, specifically to ride this horse, wouldn't you? Yep. And I think that was the tip-off for me. They think this horse is something. He hasn't run uh, for a while. So I don't know that that means anything. I just like the style of the horse. I think he's going to lay off the pace a little bit, let that speed duel uh, take place, and then he's going to come and get him. So I've got him on top. I've got uh, reincarnate the six as my second horse. Not real fond of him, uh, but anytime a former Bafford horse is there, you better put him in your trifectas or whatever because Bafford wins this race. Uh, we see who the trainer is, but that's only because – He's given this horse to this guy, right? Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Cox has another one in Verified, number one. I like this horse, too. And and I kind of like uh, all three of the Asmussen horses. You know, I think they've got a chance. I love Gun Pilot. Uh, this will be a big step for him. See how he does. And I even, I even give Bourbon Bash a little bit of a shot, the 10, as well. He's going to have to have a lot of breaks to get there. But I'm going to go with the five on top. How are you going? Well, we've got the same horse on top. And I really didn't think coming in that I would pick this horse, but you just kind of go back and look at the replays. I believe the number five giant mischief is the most talented uh, horse in the race. I think a mile and 16th as well within his range. I think he'll be okay there. I don't know about much farther than that. I just went back and watched the Remington Park Springboard Mile. The move he makes on the turn is yeah. just, it's breathtaking. It is really, really strong. He does not catch Wild Atlantic Storm, who just freaked, ran an incredible race that, that night. But, you know, Giant Mischief completely missed the break. Looks like he's going to just be terrible in the race and still makes up a lot of ground. And you look at the speed of the race, I definitely think there's going to be a lot of it. And that's why I did not put Reincarnate on top. Um, I just think he's going to get into a little bit of a duel, kind of be weak and late. I think Giant Mischief can come get the job done. So we're both on the same horse on top. Uh, one thing that's interesting, and there's a couple of comments, and I'll bring them up as we go along here. This race has a lot of musical chairs going on with jockeys from these horses last race, Mark said. And it is interesting um, because, you know, Jesse says, hey, Jalen's top pick to win the Derby right now, talking about the Kentucky Derby is red route one. Well, I kind of like him not to win the Derby, but I do like him. He lost his rider. Ricardo Santana looks to have chose gun pilot over red route one. 
So when I start to separate the Asmussen horses, you almost pause and you think, well, okay, it looks like Gunpilot's his best. Red Route one second and Powerful is third. Is that kind of how you saw it? Oh, definitely. When you look at the jockeys. And if you've been paying uh, some attention as we do at Oakland, it seems like Santana is getting back into favor yep. with Asmussen when they had a little problem in the past. It looks like he's winning back Asmussen a little bit, which I think is why Rosario is not on one of these horses, perhaps, too. Yeah. Rob, Rob brings up again, he is on one of Asbuston's horses in the Honeybee, which is, I think, one of his better ones. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So it is odd. It's like, you know, and this is no offense to Castillo or Torres, oh, no. but no. Rosario's there and he's not, I don't know. It's just yeah, weird. It's very certainly weird. no offense to Torres because he's winning everything in sight. At yeah, but, yeah, exactly. So it's like, maybe you want Torres right now for sure. Yes, yes, yes. So... I mean, what a meet that guy's having. It's fantastic what he's done. I, I think it's very interesting, too. So where were you headed with that? What, what well, let's about? talk about another thing that I think is very interesting. Okay. Laurent Giroux. He's been on verifying. Uh, you know, or he, I'm sorry, he had, he's been on Giant Mischief. Yeah. Now he's off Giant Mischief to ride verifying for the first time. He's never been on verifying. So I thought, well, that's awfully strange. Is it, hey, we want Irad to ride our best short giant mischief, and oh, by the way, Florent, you'll get verifying? Or did Florent say, hey, I'm number one rider in this barn. I want verifying? I, I don't know. That's another weird uh, situation there. And how about Juan Hernandez? How would you like to be him? He wins the sham on reincarnate at 16-1. Mm -hmm. to 1. Mm -hmm. John Velasquez is on reincarnate in this race. Yeah, I, I think that's understandable, though. Don't you? I mean, that's kind of the way it works in that barn, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Velasquez is going to get his pick. Back to the what your original what you were talking about, Ortiz and, and Giroux. Yeah, I think if you get a chance to get Ortiz Jr., you get him. Yeah, I think that's what it amounts to. And, it is kind of a slap in the face to Giroux. And to, to Dennis's point here, he says Cox. Uh, he thought he thinks that Giroux. He lost them out on Giant Mischief after that debacle at Remington, where the horse just didn't get out of the gate. So that could be the case. Well, Maybe they kind of fired him from 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 Giant Mischief. Well, that that that's a good point. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's more like uh, uh, Mr. Giroux. I've got Ortiz Jr. and yeah. he's going to ride this horse, and you can have verifying. <laughs> I think that's a, so. Who got left out? Flavian Pratt. Well, Flavian Pratt, yeah, I mean, he he is now aboard Talladega, right? Uh, but he did ride Talladega the last time he was there, so okay. I guess that makes a little bit of sense. We'll see. He's thirty to one, so we'll see what happens with him. One thing I will say, and, and I again, I, I believe Giant Mischief is the most talented horse, but we haven't seen him since December seventeenth. I'm talking about the Cox horses. Mm -hmm. So Giroux, you know, quote unquote, loses the mount on Giant Mischief, but could be the winner in this. Verifying has a solid foundation. He beat two horses that came back to romp in their next starts. Right. One romped so much that he's in the Rebel here and is below 10 to 1, gun pilot. Two Eagles River last weekend romps. Did Giroux win this situation, though? Well, he might Verifying have. Certainly, well, I don't think he is as talented as Giant Mischief. He kind of checks all the other boxes that maybe Giant Mischief is missing. It's a pretty good consolation prize, mm -hmm. I would say. I, I, I don't imagine he's lost much sleep over this. I mean, he, he does have a mount, and it's a very good horse. So, mm -hmm. yeah, when you can throw him onto a, another horse like that, I think that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Well, how do you see Gun Pilot? Is he know, tested enough? I don't know. I I'm so on the fence with gun pilots. I still prefer Red Route One of the three Asmussen horses. I still prefer him over even Gun Pilot, but I don't know. I don't know. He ran really, really well last time out. He showed a running style that he's gonna have to show here because of so much speed. You're not gonna yeah. be on the lead, I don't think, if you're gun pilot. That stock and pounce is gonna help him here. I'm just not sure. I, I I'm not sure he's quite good enough. Because I, if you watch that verifying race, verifying killed him. 
in, this, yeah. in that spot. I wasn't – I know he won last time out. Refresh my memory. Who did he beat? Was it uh, Bourbon Bash? Yes, he beat Bourbon Bash. Yeah. Okay, and it wasn't that impressive, mm-hmm. really. What did he win by, like two, something yeah. like that? Yep. And if I remember, he didn't really pull away from the field. Right. So I wasn't very impressed in him. I don't have him in my top three. And I'm more inclined to take Red Route 1, as you are, because of the running style that he has. And again, if we're talking about a lot of pace, it's going to just play right into Red Route 1's hands, just like last time. He just passed all those tired horses that were chasing Arabian Night and got second. This is not a horse I'm real interested in ever betting to win. I'm just going to throw that out there. He's looking at Lee. That's what he looks like to me. I will always have this horse underneath. He's just one of those horses that I think underneath, he's always going to make sense. Um, You know, I'm picking a bit of a closer in Giant Mischief, but the difference between Giant Mischief and Red Route 1, Red Route 1 gets way behind. Giant Mischief, if he breaks, should be about mid-pack. And I think that is going to be a big advantage when they turn for home. I do too. Red Route 1 is going to be one of those horses that's going to be a millionaire because he's going to pick up the pieces of these big purses. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a lot of thirds and seconds. And like a second in this race is $200,000. And a third's $100,000. He's going to pick up a lot of those. And he'll probably be a millionaire before he's done and only win three or four races if he doesn't. Yeah, he's he's already at 314,000. He's one for six. Uh, yeah, he, he might be a Zandon 2.0, uh, as Jesse says. But, you know, let's let's just remember, Zandon did win the Bluegrass. I, I really don't think Red Route 1 is a Bluegrass winner. I, no. I, I just don't. But we'll see. Maybe he's going to show us something. Um, but, yeah, I think he is going to get a, a lot of purses. And if you look at it, it, it's a situation where he's only ran one poor race. All of his other races, he showed up. And was, you know, either hit the board or was within range. So it's going to be interesting to see how this horse kind of progresses. Again, though, I just don't think we're going to see this horse get up and actually win. But I do think he's one to play underneath. And yeah, almost like a Midnight Bourbon, although a completely different running style from Midnight Bourbon. He would get to the front and never could hold on. This horse gets to the back and cannot ever get to the front. So two different things. But yeah, same kind of thing uh, for sure. Um, I don't think he has Midnight Bourbon's talent. I don't think he does either. I don't think he does either. I think Midnight Bourbon, uh, well, you know, he, Midnight, he's tough to say because, you know, he did almost win the Travers. You know, I don't know if Red Rat One's going to come within half length of winning the Travers or whatever that was. I don't, you know, I think he was, you know, he was real close at times. I, I guess I would agree with you. I think that early turn of foot always made Midnight Bourbon just a little more dangerous. Right. I, I just think with Red Route 1, it's going to be, yeah, keen ice, as Mark said, maybe you're just going to need a total pace collapse to play, ever to play him to win. Yeah. You could get that here, but there's also some stalkers that I think won't get involved in the pace that'll be able to get first run on him here. Well, who you got second? Yeah, so we were talking all around it here. Giant Mischief first for me. Uh, I did put reincarnate ended up putting him in second here. I just kind of feel like, yes, he's been on the lead when he's won the last two races, but he also, he sat off the lead a couple of times as well. He didn't win, but he still ran pretty well. I think he's most effective when he's out there on the lead. I think he'll have to stalk in this situation. I think he's going to get out kick late, but I do like reincarnate and I'll be, this is the horse that I'm most looking forward to seeing in person because when you watch these horses on the screen, he looks like a beautiful horse. So I'm, I am excited to see him in person. The six. Yes. And then I did put red route one third and then I put verifying in fourth. So I went five, six, three, one. I think if I was going to do the trifecta, and you just want to be a straight trifecta, I would not put five, six, one. One of those is not going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. You need to get a price involved. Red Route 1 is one we kind of like. Let's talk for a second about a couple other prices. Okay. You mentioned Bourbon Bash. Yeah. 
sometimes with these Lucas horses, you kind of just have to block out a big chunk of what they've done. Like <laughs> those races at Churchill and Keeneland and Saratoga, just you got to block them out and just focus on when this horse got to Oakland, he's been running pretty well. And if you go back, you watch his last race on February 4th, where he lost the gun pilot. He turned for home and it kind of looked for a second. Like he was he good. He did. He didn't. I don't think he's nuts underneath. What do you think? No, I don't either. Uh, he ran pretty well that day. For a brief moment, I thought he was going to win. Yeah. And he just kind of faded. So that's kind of, kind of, uh, you kind of got to, you know, that's not a good thing. No. The other horse that, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the 11 might be some a horse you look at also. The McPeak horses are so strange. You just don't know. But he didn't run all that bad in the Southwest and got third. He could come off and get him, too. He's another one you got to kind of look at. He's shown some class. So here's why I kind of like for us to departure underneath as well as an option if you're looking for longer prices. He was the only one that was kind of up there with Arabian Night kind of chasing him that didn't totally just throw in the towel. If you remember, Jason's Road, Corona Bolt, they quit. Frosted Departure stayed around. He got third. He wasn't close to winning, but he didn't completely throw in the towel. What, like, two races back, he beat two Eagles River. Yes. That's a really nice win for Frosted Departure. He beat him pretty easy. Yeah, I just think, what kind of trip will they try with him? I, To me, I would try to take him off that pace a little bit and have him run on late and maybe get a piece of it. With so much speed, maybe he's the one that kind of sits off from S11 hole and just says, well, hopefully they fall apart in front of me. I'm a little surprised he's 20 to 1. And, you know, because he's ran well at this track, and I'm a little surprised the morning line made him 20 to 1. Mm -hmm. I can see 10 to 1, but 20, I think, is up there just a little bit. So, Yeah, on that, who do you think actually will be favored? Because uh, I've had a lot of debate. Between uh, people, you know, so verifying, I can't read it. Is it. He's two to one, right? So verifying's two to one. Giant mischief five to two. Reincarnate seven to two. Well, so who out of those three will actually be favored? The on track people are probably going to bet six a lot. I think so too. I think Giant Mischief's going to be the favorite because of Ortiz Jr. And you said it right, as as Dennis said it. I'm afraid I Irad's going to take the money. That has me worried a little bit because I, I don't really want him to be favored. A lot of people have told me they think the six reincarnate is going to be favored. I've had a few people tell me, no, I think this morning line's right. I, it's debatable for sure. I hope we get five to two on giant initiative. I think that's the right number. I, I will say this. If B Bafford was on there instead of T Yakteen, mm -hmm. reincarnate would get, would be the favorite. I think he'd be the morning line favorite maybe right now if it was bathroom. Yeah, you might be And right. it does make that much difference. It just does. So I think because Bafford's not, quote, unquote, the trainer, and he probably really is, mm -hmm. uh, I think Cox's horse, is, uh, Giant Mischief, is going to be the favorite when it goes. I just think that horse is going to get more buzz because yeah. of IRAD. Uh, it's going to be Archie says nine to five, maybe two to one on the five. I think that's probably correct. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Truth is supposed says powerful. That's one we haven't talked about yet is her yep. long shot. Uh, this horse coming off of a win. It was all the mm -hmm. way back November 26th. Uh, the only time the horse stretched out, it wasn't good, but got way behind. Terrible break. Not any kind of the trip that you would want. My thing with powerful, and I've had this horse kind of circled, I just feel like if we thought this horse was live, we'd have, and again, it's not a knock on Castillo, but he's doing decent, but yeah. I think we'd have a better jockey. That's my only pause with powerful. Especially with Rosario there, you know, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Unless, nah, I don't know. I, Cause he, cause he's got him on grand love yeah. in the honeybee. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's totally mad at him or he wouldn't have put him on that horse. So yeah. For the, another one here, first off the bench going long again, 
a lot of speed. I don't. I just don't know. I don't know what the trip's going to be like for Powerful. I do think this is a talented horse, though. Well, he has a good win. Yeah, that was a very good win at Churchill. Yeah. So, you know, you can't ignore him for sure, but you got to throw out some of them. You just yep. have to. You can't bet them all. Yeah, and and you know we talk about long shots. We maybe swing with Bourbon Bash or for us a departure. And and if you want to take a swing with Powerful, oh, I can't argue with you. If the horse stays at twenty to one, I I can't sit here and say that's a bad pick. I, just, Me neither. Those are my worries about the horse. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right. So we both have the five on top. I'm surprised. I didn't think you'd go with the five. So you didn't. No, I thought maybe the one or the six would be. Hey, listen, when I saw him come in, and I know he doesn't ride for Cox all that often, I thought, this is a pretty good sign. This is a really good horse. Um, Just got word from Mike Somich that the dude who bet Daily Show just got a shout-out on VEASAN. That's awesome. So, Well, you're going to have to tell me what that is. Because <laughs> I got that, too. I got that. What is that? These and come on, there's a lot of people don't know what that Vegas is. Vegas Sports and Information Network. It's okay, a television I there's people on this chat don't know what that is. Well, most people know what Beeson is. Yes. Okay, so, well, I don't. Thanks for shouting us out on that. I'm sure they're not watching. Well, they may be watching. They watch right. Watch that. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So we're both on the five. Who'd you have in second? Uh, six reincarnate. So we have the same two. Right. Five, six. Who do you have in third? Uh, one. Okay, but, so we if I, but if I was actually at the track, I would not bet that because I you put the three favorites in a trifecta, they rarely ever come in. All right. Would you not agree? Oh yeah, I'm playing it. I'm playing it five six three, and I'm just leaving verifying out and hoping it comes in five six three because and again I think red. You're right. You got to fade one of these two. I think it's very likely that one that two of the three favorites come in. You yeah. got to fade one of them, and you got to pick your long shot. And that's why we broke down the race like that. Yeah. So, yeah, verifying is the one I'm going to fade. Unless you bet Unless you put five, six, one, who cares? I'm not going to make you money anyway. So That's true. That's you got to fade one of them. I think verifying is the one I'm going to fade. Five, six, three. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I like it. I probably would have went that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I can't argue with Red Rat. One, because of what he did in the previous race. So, yep. All right. Let's move on now to the Honeybee, the race previous here, race 10 on the card. Honeybee said, same, same situation, but for the Phillies here, going a mile and a 16th, $300,000 purse, full field of 12 in this one after a short field last time in the Martha Washington. All right. We covered the Martha Washington pretty well. Wet mm -hmm. paint was the winner. We picked that one. So who do we like in this one? This could be um, another toughie, toughie here. Uh, big field. Well, you're going to be shocked. Okay. Because I don't do this, and you know it. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the four. Gambling mm -hmm. girl. Okay. I like the fact that Ortiz is on the horse. I like the fact that Pletcher is sending this horse to Oakland. I think that's a good sign that he thinks the horse is pretty good. And then when I look at the last five starts, I don't see anything wrong with what this horse has done. Mm -hmm. Second in a hundred K third in a grade two, fourth in a 200 K uh, one or broke his maiden by 10 at Saratoga way back. Yep. Uh, these are all good things. And he's a closer. And there's a lot of speed in this race. I just like the fact that Ortiz is on the horse. It's 12 to 1. I don't think it'll be 12 to 1, probably 10 to 1, 8 to 1. That's good enough. I don't really like anything else all that well. I mean, I just think you got to include him. I went ahead and put him on top just to be different for once. I like uh, wet paint, and I like grand love. So, there would be my trifecta four seven three, and I put the four on top. This is ridiculous. We're on the same horses again. <laughs> I don't have them in this order, but three four seven are the three that I like here. Okay, let me throw these out. The other two I put down was the two and the eight. I have no interest in the eight. Okay, 
I'm that's just no. Uh, the two, yes, I am interested in the two a little bit. Toehead, uh, two wins in a row looked pretty darn good at Oakland last time out. So, yeah. yes, uh, it's you know, he could screw deal. things up. I'm putting the seven wet paint on top. I like the seven. I loved what I saw out of the seven last time out. And I see this race shaping up to be right down her alley. I see a ton of speed. Mm-hmm. Flavian Pratt is back to ride this horse. I right. mean, he's not coming in to ride Talladega. He's coming in to ride this one. I loved what I saw from her last time out. I thought she took a big step forward. So I do like the seven quite a bit. That's what I put on top. I'm with you on the four gambling girl. I, I think this is a horse that makes sense. You look at her situation, you know, the, the race four back that she won, she beat Miracle. Miracle came back and almost won last weekend at Fairgrounds in the Rachel Alexandra. Didn't show up the, the, the race three back, but two back. Irad's aboard. Julia Shining's in that race. And she only loses by a length. I would have liked to have seen a win last time out at Aqueduct. We didn't see it. I think she shows up here with a shot, though. Another one, a lot of pace. I think it's going to benefit her. So I like the four as well. So seven, four is where I went. You talk about the three. That's where I've got in third. It definitely, this could be the speed of the speed type of situation, mm-hmm. right? Where she just gets out and, yeah, there's a lot of speed, but she kind of runs them into the ground. So I am a little worried about her going gate to wire. So I'm going seven, four, three in this one. Yeah, and, I, and it's good. I went four seven three. A uh, little worried about the three hadn't run in a while, but mm-hmm. might need might need the time off and might come back stronger than ever. I am worried about that two getting in there and messing that up. Yeah, the two could definitely do that. The two's a weird one. Started on the dirt, went to the turf, now back to the dirt. Finally got the maiden broke in her eighth start. Yeah, and it's almost like. We woke up because the ninth start was an allowance Very at Oakland. She beat the shit out of those horses. I mean, she I looked like a real racehorse. Yep. She really hadn't looked that great until those last two efforts. So right. I'm with you. It's going to depend on the budget. It's going to depend on where I'm going to go short in other places. Haven't done the pick five yet. She might make the ticket. She might not. I don't know. Another thing I've thought about is I like the seven so much, I might single the seven. I, I just was really pleased with that. You like that horse that well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's an up and comer for mm-hmm. sure. The seven is. And she was great in the Martha Washington. No doubt about it. Yeah. So this is going to be another good race. Really good one. I, I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. Archie says concerned with the price. It does feel like this horse will be favored. I don't think it'll be too short, though. Um, to me, there's 12 horses. There's a lot of different ways you can go. You've got the Pletcher Irad that's going to take money. Aspies is going to take money. You got a big win over the track from the two horse. I don't think we're going any lower than about five to two on what? No, I don't either. Yeah. So her uh, pass, her her record isn't going to take a lot of money. What I'm trying to say. Nice win. Right. Last time out, but she hadn't won a whole lot. I basically picked her last time out. The biggest reason was defining purpose was in the race for McPeak, and I knew that horse was going to be way short. And I said, I'm not playing McPeak no. uh, as a favorite no. ever. So no. there's no way. And, and wet paint was the logical next option. Yeah. Now, the thing about it is, I go back and it's like, wow, I didn't really expect wet paint would run that good. I thought her performance was surprisingly good in that spot. Yeah, she ran great. Just mm-hmm. did everything she was supposed to do. If she comes back to that, she's going to win. Yeah, I, I think so too. And like I said, I think the pace really sets up well. And, you know, Flavian Pratt is here to ride. So that's that's the yeah. other good news. By the way, uh, Flavian Pratt, I, I bet he's very glad that he's here at Oakland because they've canceled racing all week. At uh, at Santa Anita because oh, of really? weather because of winter weather can you believe that no I cannot it's crazy yeah but uh, yeah that canceled all weekend at Santa Anita so that will make for a pretty big pool at Oakland all right let's go on what's winter weather at Santa Anita forty no like it's snowing oh you're kidding no in some parts of California it's like sleeting and snow is that right yeah wow. yeah it's crazy that's nuts. I know it is. It's crazy. All right. Uh, but okay. So we're, we're going, you're going four, seven, three. I'm going seven, four, three. Okay. In this one. So 
We have been a lot alike. All right, now let's go to the last one we're going to talk about here, the carousel. Let me find it. There it is, race seven on the card. Another full field in a stakes race. So we've been seeing a lot of shorter stakes fields at mm-hmm. Oakland. Not in this. Field of 11, 12, and 11. Let's talk about the carousel. Uh, six furlongs for this one, $150,000 purse. For the Phillies and the Mares. All right, who we got in this one? Are we going to be the same again? I don't know. I have six of them out of the 11 that I that made the cut for me. Okay. That's kind of what I do. I just kind of, then I kind of break them down a little bit. Again, I think there's tons of speed all over the place in this one. Um, so I love the seven horse, pretty birdie. And so I, I just do. I like the horse, uh, hasn't done anything wrong, <laughs> ran extremely well. So I put the seven pretty birdie on top. Uh, I went with another price in second place, uh, which you're going to be surprised probably. I went with the nine. I'm the boss of me mm-hmm. in second place. Uh, really liked the way the horse ran in the American Beauty second time out, or uh, last time out, finished second uh, by a nose, I think. It was really close. Ran well. I think it might come off. In, uh, it's got speed, so I'm a little bit worried about it. He's going to have to lay back. And then I've got uh, the 11 third Samurai Charm. Uh, last four starts have all been in races, I think a little bit, well, two of them have. Races are a little bit better than this. Uh, then won a couple of 75K stakes at Zia. Kind of a long shot here, I think, as well. Uh, I just kind of like the, the, the horse at, well, it's actually at three to one, so it's not a long shot. I left the five off, and I imagine you've got the five on there, and I could see why. Uh, just I'm just... I just left her off. So I'm going to go 7, 9, 11. Well, I've got 7 on top, pretty birdie. So we're either going to have a really good day or a really bad day together. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I just think this horse, you know, last time out, that was just a really professional win here at Oakland and just never really in doubt. And so I think the horse is going to be tough again here in this spot. Let's go to the front and take him as far as you can. I like pretty birdie a lot. I do like you, Gary. I'm with. Uh, I, I've got a long shot that you didn't talk about, though. Okay, wait a minute. I want. I want one more. Okay, I kind of forgot. I don't know if it'd be the same one. What's the What's the ones odds? It's not a long shot, is it? <laughs> I like it as well, but I'll let you talk about it because its last five starts have been pretty dead gum good. So, yeah, that was another one. Look, I hate everybody on this chat right now. They're all on the one. You're on the one. But Yes, I like the one hazy command quite a bit. And this horse is going to be on a ticket without any doubt. Uh, pick four, pick five, whatever. Two wins in a row at Oakland. One came over a muddy track. I think that's important. Last time out was a fast track. This horse flies home. I mean flies home. Those two races were really good. If we get the five, we get the seven, even the nine, like you mentioned, out there in a little bit of a pace duel, I think the one mows them down late. I would be very, very interested to see what this horse goes off at. Ten to one. If we're around there, that's probably worth a bet. I I do like this one quite a bit. Uh, A lot of respect for the seven. Uh, I went seven, one, five, eleven. So I I got the one in second. Okay. Did you look at the four any at all? Uh, I did look at the four, you know, I kind of felt it was a situation. I've got the four covered because I played the one, you know, the okay. one beat the four last time out, but a consistent horse at 20 to one, you can have a lot more dumb choices. Yeah. You got to eliminate some of them. You just have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, you know, when I was going through this, the one was the first one I looked at and then I, I kind of forgot. I, I could put that one on my first three real easy. I really could because, like you said, last two races, very impressive wins at Oakland, which means something mm-hmm. for sure. Good good jockey that's run real well there this year. That's one to look at. That's a good long shot to throw in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I just feel like if the – 
What's I'm going to take the nine off of mine. All right. I'm going to change. So this is how come I miss a bunch. I'd say, I so bet the nine. Huh? So bet the nine. Now I'm going to take it off my. Yeah, it's probably. I'm going to move it from second to fourth. <laughs> I'm going to go seven, 11, one, nine. And the reason I am, this is another thing I didn't really look at close. And I did these really quick. This one, especially you can't, and this is no knock on the trainer. I don't mean that at all. Doesn't win a lot of stakes races at Oakland. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way at all. There's a lot of trainers that don't win a lot of stake races Stakes races at Oakland. I'm not saying he's not a good trainer. I'm just saying I'm gonna if I have to pick, I gotta I gotta put that one down a little bit more. Yeah, you're stating a fact, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um yeah. The that 10 Mercy mean. Warren coming in for Sharita Vo from the fairgrounds. That horse is interesting. Getting Johnny V aboard. Uh you you like her. I like Cherie. Uh a 16-length winner last time out, so really woke up. Whoa. Been working out really well, uh, you know, so we'll see. Getting Johnny V makes sense there. So yeah. the 10, if you want a little bit of a price, I wouldn't hate. The 11, Samurai Charm, we talked about it, but Peter Miller bringing a horse in, so makes sense, you know. Yeah. Anytime he brings one in, you got to pay attention. It is interesting, though, that Flavian Pratt has been aboard the 11 and is not. Rosario was on. Uh, the 11 in here, uh, don't see Flavian in this race. So. He's not in this race. So that's yeah. kind of strange, isn't it? It is very weird. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Maybe they blame Flavian for. <laughs> well, it, it sure sounds like it yeah. or looks like it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, this is, you know, the carousel usually isn't that good of a race. I feel like this is a pretty darn good race this year. This is a fantastic card. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It's a, these three races are really going to be fun to watch. I just I mean, wish it was sunny and 60 degrees. Yeah, I know. That is that is the sad part. Like I said, hopefully the track plays fair. It's been okay on rainy days so far this year, so that's that's the good news. Well, Hasn't they been aren't that predicting monsoons either, are they? Aren't they just kind of predicting little showers and things? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be just a awful. I think it's just like a cold winter day where it kind of drizzles. Yeah. Is this kind of the outlook, at least for right now? <laughs> we'll and the see. Other thing was the, first, <laughs> the first two or three days of the week down there, it's been great. Been yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. Like, wasn't it Monday? Yeah, Monday they had the uh, President's Day's card, and the uh -huh. sun was out, and it was in the seventies. And it's the first time I've seen some of them in short sleeves mm -hmm. all year long at mm -hmm. Oakland, and then it turns cold again. Yeah. And then I, I was noticing next weekend. Of course, you can't tell. Long-range forecast, you never know. It's supposed to be really nice. That's weather <laughs> in uh, February and March and January at, at Oakland. Yeah. yeah. I've been in there January on shor in shorts, but. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Uh, Archie, before we go here, he says, how about Max Player coming back off a long layoff in the third race? So, yeah, Max Player is going to be on this card. It is race three, like he said, go to mile 16th, an allowance race. Uh, it features Max Player. It also features Cadu uh, River uh, for, for Dwayne Lucas uh, for the first time, which was strange. Thomas Shelby is in the race. Mystic Knight, I mean, Trident Hint, Frosted Grace. So a lot of horses that you've you've seen or heard from or heard about. Um, it'll be interesting. That's going to be yeah. an interesting race for Max. Let's see. Max Player, last win did come in the, or in the uh, uh, jockey club at Saratoga. That was in 2021. So it's been a while, but only four starts since then. They've been in really tough races. He just hadn't found his footing. This is a huge drop in class. We'll just have to see how he comes back. Yeah. That'll be a great race, too. Yeah, it will be. Um, yeah. And Dwayne Shelby River. Yeah, Caddy River. What will he do? Thomas Shelby looks to be lone speed, but what will he do? He hadn't been very good lately. Like it's it's a it's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. That's going to be a good race. Max player. If you want to play him, he's five to one. So if you've got interest. He will be right there at a decent price. I also one other race. And you may not have seen this one yet or looked at this one yet. The ninth race at Oakland uh, is an allowance going six furlongs. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a battle. You got Osborne in this race who looked really sharp last time out. Life is hard. A horse coming back from a layoff last time out nearly defeated Cogburn. 
Um, this is going to be a battle as well. Uh, Wheeland Springs, Golden Hornet, Wayakin. Look out. The ninth race is going to be pretty tough as well. Yeah. Yeah, should be good. So Typical Rebel Day, no doubt about it. Yes, yes, yep, yep. So it's going to be fun. This is a really good card. There was one other one. Uh, now maybe we covered, yeah, we covered that one already. So, okay, well, any final thoughts before uh, we move on? Uh, no, I was, I was going to say something about D. Wayne, but I can't remember what it was. It wasn't important. Anyway, but... Uh, Oh, I know what. Have you heard any uh, rumors on Secret Oath? Anything new on that horse? Yeah, so a Secret Oath update working out fairly well at Oakland. Has a couple of bullets. Will be running, I believe, the Azari on mm -hmm. March 11th. I think that's March 11th. Let me okay. double check that date. I'm 99% sure. They used to run the Azari and the uh, Rebel on the same weekend. Um, but that's all changed now. Um it up here yes the 11th march 11th the azari stakes uh that will be the return of secret oath as of right now well she got a much needed layoff <laughs> she ran in some pretty big races last yeah, year. yeah probably wouldn't have hurt her if she had an even longer layoff but we're here not, but that's not gonna happen so no uh yeah so she's working well um that's the report anyway i obviously have not seen that but uh, working well reportedly and pointing to that Azari, at Azari Stakes, always it's a it's a local prep for the Apple Blossom. It always draws a pretty decent card, so yeah, I would expect her to be challenged in that race. Have you ever heard a D Wayne horse that isn't working well? It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the time, the reports are, "Oh yeah, she's working fantastic." Did you hear what he said? I'm sure you did. After uh, Samurai won the other day, of course he'd been over. Oh, he went to the uh, Pegasus, right? Mm -hmm. And they were kidding him about that was a prep for, <laughs> for the Razorback. Razorback. <laughs> and what was it, like three weeks ago or two? Uh -huh. Pegasus. And yep. D-Wayne goes, or they said, was was that the goal, was to bring him back to the Razorback? And he goes, well, he was work he, he just wanted out of that barn, and he was training so well. We just threw him right back in there. I don't know how many times I've heard him say that over the years. Yeah, that is a classic line. He's like, yeah, yeah. he was tearing down the barn. We had yeah, he did tear down that barn. I thought, what the heck? Let's get him out there. <laughs> uh, Archie asked, uh, is that uh, where Clarier might come back? The Azari, oh. I would think 100%. Well, Another one of my favorites. Shouldn't say 100%, but I'd say a 90% chance Clarier is in the Azari. Uh, a horse has been working really well again, reportedly at fairgrounds. A lot of work's getting close. Yeah, I think that's a logical spot. Uh, yeah, she's another one that needed a layoff. She yeah. had an, an eventful <laughs> 2022. One of my favorite horses, no doubt. That she brings it every time. Every yeah. time she does, nearly won the Breeders' Cup Distaff. Uh, She'll be right here. I think uh, she was in the Apple Blossom last year, not the Azari. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I think she'll be Azari, Apple Blossom for Mr. Asmussen. Um, Mark says his dad jokes that D. Wayne runs his horses so uh, so much because at his old age, he'll forget their his horses if they sit in the barn too long. <laughs> that's pretty uh, funny. Rob asks, is Candyman Rocket a single or fade? He's running at a Gulfstream on Saturday. <laughs> Rob, I don't have to make that decision until tomorrow morning. <laughs> but I can confirm that I have thought about what to do in that race since it came out on Saturday or Sunday, whichever day. So tune in. Tomorrow-ish? Maybe I'll have an answer for you, Rob. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, we'll see. I'll sleep on that one. All right. Um, so what's coming up next is Blinkers Off number 600. At 2 o'clock. At 2 o'clock. So an hour and 10 minutes from right now, Blinkers Off number 600 will come up next. It's going to be a special show. Jared says he's got some surprises for all of us. We're you better watch. We'll talk about The Rebel. Um, you look back, Blinkers Off was launched in January of 2013. So the show is 10 years old. Um, crazy to think, think about that. I've got some factoids, racing dudes, factoids for everybody. 
It's going to be a special show. A you show. Live, you do want to watch it. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to going to watch it. I usually take my nap about two, so I may have to do that a little bit sooner today. No, it'll be good. Uh, I hope he has some excerpts from the first show. I don't know if he does or not. Okay. Um, I, I don't know exactly. He will not tell me what he's been working did, on. You guys, did you have the theme then or when you first broke that? I don't know that you did. Yes, we did have the theme. Oh, right, you did have the theme. Mm, no, we did not have the theme. I didn't think so. That came a couple years later. We didn't meet Ryan until a couple years later. Okay. We used like a intro from like a Dirk's Bentley song, I think, is the theme <laughs> to start. Um, he I can hear it in my that. head, but he I needs to start the show with that. That would be funny. Well, I think we might get sued though. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't know any better then, did you? Yeah, so a little uh, just a little preview of it. Uh a lot of people don't realize, you know, this was 10 years ago that it launched. We were the only horse racing podcast on Apple. Is that right? That's it. That what we were it. And that's why we did it. And I didn't even know what a podcast was. So you were on the ground floor of podcasts. For for racing, I should have said. Sorry. Okay. For racing. So yes, for racing, we were on the ground floor. We were the first one. Um, like I said, it was 10 years ago. Jared said we need to do a podcast. And I my reply, I'll never forget, was what is a podcast? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. And for a few years, nobody really knew what it was. That's <laughs> in the horse racing industry. Uh, but slowly and surely, you know, there's more. There's millions of them now. But that's honestly, that's how we met Saratoga Slim. He searched for horse racing podcast and exactly. ours came up. And that's that's why we ended up meeting him. So wow. there you go. That's that's what the show will be filled with, as long as well as uh, handicapping, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yep. Good stuff. So, all right. I got to get off here. I got to prepare for that. But any questions before we leave? Questions? Yes. No, not really. Uh, so just quickly, you mentioned on the uh, Daily Show today that you like UCLA to win the national championship in basketball at this point. That's a good thing we could transition to. Yes, um, I do. I do like UCLA. Yes. I, they're I my they're, 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 I think they're right. a very complete team. I think they're they experienced. Are. They're very well coached. Yeah, they're my second choice at this point. Um, I don't really have a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. And Mike was talking about today on Sunday on the Daily Show. We're going to try to find a long shot. I think to try to win the national championship. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be easy to do. I like Houston on top. For me right now, they're the most complete team I've seen. A lot of people, they, they compare Houston to Gonzaga in the fact that they're from a lesser conference, which is absolutely true. But the difference between Houston and Gonzaga is Houston plays defense, and they rebound like fiends. I mean, they're just relentless. What's Gonzaga do? They try to outscore you. They don't play defense. And that's why they get beat. They get up against somebody and they don't hit the basket very well. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's a little preview right here. All right. Yeah. So I, I pulled it up while you were talking. Uh, Houston, and I agree with Houston, uh, your take on them. They're six to one right now, plus 600. So, well, here's the thing with Houston the matchups, that's the whole key with them. I looked this up before we came on the show because I thought we might talk about this. Here's the way they've got the bracket set up now, which means absolutely nothing. This mm -hmm. is from ESPN and Joe Lenardi, who is good at, mm -hmm. at figuring this out. The way he has it drawn up now, here are the top four teams in the bracket that Houston would be in. Okay. They're, of course, the number one seed. Texas is number two. I'll take Houston over Texas anytime. Okay, he'll just beat them. He just will. Yeah. Kansas State is three. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They will beat them. Here's the team that I think might give them some trouble. Their fourth seed there is Marquette. The eighth seed in that. Now, again, we're talking about something that's not even there, but it's the way they project it. 
And we got nothing to talk about but that at this point. Mm-hmm. Here's where I think they could have trouble. The eight seed, which is who they would play in the second round if both teams won, is Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of team that could beat you. I, I have a theory on Houston if you want to hear it. I will. I love because Houston's my team. If they get out of the first weekend, they'll get to the final four. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. I think you're right. I think no matter who the eight seed is or nine seed that they play, that will be a that is a very game. tough game, usually. It is. Uh go through some of these other ones. Alabama okay. eight to one. I would not bet that with stolen money. Um no. Kansas nine to one. By the way, Alabama may be without their best player before this is all said and done. Well, you know we'll what see. I mean? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, that could happen. Could should. Yeah. From what we know so far, yes, we don't know everything in that. That's we the don't. deal. Yeah, uh, Kansas nine to one to repeat. You know, if you want to play them, I'm not going to talk you out of them, but I I don't love them. I hate Purdue. I wouldn't play them at no. nine to one. Um, you see, like twelve to one. I like that. Bay, uh, Arizona twelve to one. Baylor. Uh, Dennis Aspa Baylor fourteen to one. What do you think about them? Well, they faded a little bit in the last week or so. Uh, they got killed at, or they blew that game at Kansas. They blew that big lead. I think that affected them mm-hmm. a lot. And didn't they get thumped at K State after that? Yeah, they're they're kind of on a on a downward yeah. spiral now. That yeah. was a tough uh, two game road trip right there. You got to go to Lawrence, and then you got to turn around and go to Manhattan. That's pretty tough. That I'm going to throw. I'm going to like you guys say in horse racing. I'm going to draw a line through that K State game because that was coming off a Kansas game that they had a big lead and blew it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're a sleeper. I think there's somebody, I, you know, if they get the right draw, get a break or two, that's a good one. I don't like Tennessee. I mean, I don't think they're poorly coached or anything. I just don't. They've lost some games they shouldn't. I don't like Texas. I know you do, but I, I just, they're not a, they're a football school. UConn really played great last night. Surprised me. They may be coming on. So you would take UCLA at 12 to 1, right? Yeah, I'll take them. Yep. I think that I can't argue with that. I would go ahead if I wasn't going to take Houston, I'd take Kansas at 9 to 1. I love the way Kansas is playing right now. The thing about them is the other night I watched the whole game with TCU, they couldn't hit their ass. They could. They just. They did not shoot that ball well at all. And guess what? They won. Mm-hmm. Why? They're so damn tough. Mm-hmm. They're just tough. They just guard you. They rebound. They make a shot when they have to. They're tough. They're very, very well coached. Thing that worries me about Kansas: they play in the toughest league in the country. You got to bring it night in and night out, and you can be tired going into that tournament. And they got to get through a Big 12 conference tournament. If I was a Kansas fan, I'd almost want to get beaten that thing pretty early mm-hmm. and then refresh going into the NCAA so tournament. I'll go the other way on that. Okay. Kansas has always gotten beat in this tournament, but last year they won it. And I yeah. think it helped that they were just the dominant team that has beat everybody's ass in the Big 12. They, they was It was very competitive. Yeah. I think it helped them. Yeah. Well, they're tested. There's no doubt. I don't know. I I was looking here in the Big 12. Did you know this? Kansas is a projected number one seed. Mm -hmm. Texas and Baylor are number two seeds. Mm -hmm. Iowa State and Kansas. Now, this was a couple days ago. Iowa State and Kansas State are projected number three seeds. You got five teams out of a conference that are either a one, two, or three seed. That's how tough that league is. You've got 10 teams in the league. Nine of them have a chance to make it. I don't think they will. I yeah. think eight will. Yeah. But it's just amazing how it's tough crazy. that league is night in and night out. Yep. It's really tough. And you can say that about some other leagues too. Another thing I don't understand real quick, the SEC – it's a tough league. They're tough. Mm-hmm. The second place team in that league is Texas A&M. They beat almost everybody in that league. 
And that league's tough. You got Alabama, you got Tennessee, you got Arkansas, you got Missouri, you got Auburn, you got Kentucky. Those aren't easy teams. And Texas A&M is projected as an eight. Yeah, they're number 25 in the country right now. How can that be? I don't know. Very that weird. makes no sense to me. Yeah. None. How they're how they are an eight is just baffling to me. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of it is your out of out of conference schedule. I think weighs into a lot of this now, mm-hmm. and they probably played some cream puffs. That doesn't matter. Like I would take them over Tennessee. Definitely, they are playing great, and they're beating these teams. I don't give a shit who you play in December. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's how you're like, playing now. I would take them over. I take them over everybody, but well, I mean Alabama. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah, they're really good. I think Kentucky's playing about as good as anybody in the SEC right they're now. They're playing great. That's what they do. Would you think Texas A&M could beat Purdue? Yeah, oh, 100%, yes. And Purdue's a number one seed. How are they a number one seed? I don't get this. Yeah. Why isn't UCLA? They're holding the Pac-12 against UCLA. Yeah. UCLA's played a good non-conference schedule. They beat everybody in the Pac-12. I think they've lost two games in the Pac-12. I don't care what conference you're in. You're going to lose a game somewhere. Well, the Big Ten is always overrated, always. It is, and it is – a. It, they don't have power teams this year. They're solid. Mm-hmm. They don't have the great teams, which tells me Purdue, they're barely in first place in the con- – Northwestern is in second place yeah. in the Big Ten. It, that conference no, reminds me of how the Big 12 used to be. The Big 12 used to have a bunch of teams that were good, yep. but none of them that were great. Right. It, that's what they have this year in the, in the Absolutely. Big Ten. Now, the Pac-12 is weak when you get past UCLA, Arizona, and USC. And by the way, USC is barely in the tournament. Makes mm-hmm. no sense. They're 19 and 8. And that's they're in a – I just I, – some of this I don't understand. I don't understand. Iowa. Iowa was, up until a couple of weeks ago, a six seed. Mm-hmm. They're 17 and 11. Yeah. They they really like Iowa for some reason. I've noticed that. I, I, don't, well. get, I don't get it. Yeah, I I don't trust Iowa at all. No, I don't think Illinois is any good. There is Michigan's going to sneak in again, fifteen and twelve, kind of like last year, same well, type of record. I think it'll all depend on how they do. They beat Michigan State the other night, which was yeah. huge. Uh, say they win their last couple. I don't have their schedule in front of me. But say they win their last couple of uh, regular season games and win a couple in the tournament. They're in. Yeah, they get to 18, 19 wins because that'll probably mean they'll, they would have probably beat a Wisconsin and knocked them out, maybe something yeah. to that effect. There's a lot of basketball to go. This is going to be a huge Saturday uh, coming up. I think Marquette is extremely good in the Big East. They're solid. Uh, there's some really good. There's gonna, this. Uh, we've said this a million times. This tournament is going to be nuts. To me, it's <laughs> almost exactly like last year. It, it oh, feels to a T exactly like last year. No, who did we have? Gonzaga, were they number one last year like always? I can't even remember. They all lost. I know that. Yeah, they were right there Yeah, again. They're down a little this year. Here's another thing. They got them uh, as a four, which is about right. Well, St. Mary's beat their ass, and they're a five. <laughs> so... Yeah, I know Gonzaga's played a little bit of a non-conference schedule, and Gonzaga's Gonzaga, just like always, they're not quite as dominant this year. So, just maybe the year they win it. Yeah, I know that's that's what I was thinking. You know, yeah, don't have. I said, yeah, I'm just messing around the other day. It's hard once you get past like my top four: Arizona, not Arizona, Houston, Alabama, Kansas, and UCLA, and then. My twos are Purdue, Baylor, Texas, and Tennessee, and that was before Baylor got beat the other night mm-hmm. and Tennessee got beat. But anyway, you get past that, man, it's hard to start ranking them. I, you can make a case for a lot of teams. Well, that's just it. The, the, the gap between, like, the two seed and the eight seed is nothing. Not, not anything at all. No. And that's what's going to make this fun. Yeah. And then there's so many, as you've said, because uh, we pick these games every day, so now we've kind of gotten them where we – 
follow some of these lesser teams a little bit because we pick them every day. Mm-hmm. And there's some awfully good, what you call mid-major teams that are going to get left out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Sunbelt Conference is nails. Conference USA is tough. Yeah, There's going to be some good teams that's won 25, 26 games that aren't going to get in. And then you take some 18 and 12 team. And to me, they don't. You're 18 and 12. You don't deserve to be in. I'm sorry. You just I don't. agree. No, I definitely agree. But the, some of them will. You know, no, they will because of their schedule. And, and I guess there's an argument both ways. But last night, I, I, if you don't follow it like you and I do because we pick the game. So we have interest in them. I have more interest in it than you do because you're involved with the horse racing so much. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many games going overtime last night. There was like 10, there were 61 games last night. And I luckily hit 46 of them, which I hit, I was on the right side of all those overtime games, just about every one of them. Yeah. I think there was about 10 at one time I was watching flipping back and forth on ESPN plus five of them in overtime. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, and they were great games. And it, it was just, you know, and some of these teams are like 12 and 16 playing up 16 and 12 and taking them in overtime. It, it, it is, it's really some good basketball. It really is. Yes. It's right fun. now is the time. If you're going to watch college basketball, now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's life and death for some of these teams to get into the tournament right now. Yes. Yes, absolutely. and I'm banking on USC tonight. That was my best bet today. They need this game desperately. They're in Colorado. I'm a little surprised they're underdogs, but they are getting two and a half points in Boulder tonight. And I'm banking on them being desperate, needing to win the game. I hope they don't choke because they need to win it. So, well, they better win it because we've got it bet. So, I don't know whether you notice this too, but I know we got to go because you got to get ready for a show. I yesterday on the Daily Show. And if you guys watch it, you know what I'm talking about. The other day I picked Southern Mississippi and they got beat. And then last night they were favored again. They went into Old Dominion. And I should have picked Old Dominion, but yeah. I, I, I was so mad at Southern Mississippi. I thought my thoughts might be jaded because I was so mad at them. And Old Dominion beat them last night. And I, I should have picked <laughs> Old Dominion. So Yeah, you talked about that a lot on the show. And, yeah, that, yeah. that would have been a good one because, yeah, they – Southern Miss, if you watch that game, you bet. You're like, ugh, I don't want to touch them ever again. No, that's so damn mad. I never, oh, that's messed. I've been, I don't know how long. Because <laughs> it was never in doubt. Well, no. I think I made last night was stupid too, but anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true as well. Me no, too. <laughs> well, well, again, it happens all the time. We, I was trying to choose between Alabama and Houston last night. They both were heavy favorites. And I talked myself out of Alabama, and they won in overtime. <laughs> I yeah. should have taken that one. And Houston blew out yeah. uh, Tulane. So yeah, yeah, I know, I know that South uh, that South Carolina game. Dennis said he had the money line South Carolina. Oh, that's that's a brutal loss. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that would have paid big time too. <laughs> it was 11, 11 to one plus eleven hundred. I think. Yeah. Oh boy. Rough, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we better get out of here. We gotta get out of here. If you're gonna be at the rebel, let me know. Or well, just come see me. I'll be around. Oh, um, for me. <laughs> no, no, you as well, sure. But uh <laughs> I think I'll let you know if I'm gonna be there. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, be at the rebel this weekend. Should be fun. Uh give me another good week. Hopefully, we see somebody step up and run well. All right, guys. That's it. We're getting out of here. Don't forget though, blinkers. Two o'clock, guys, two o'clock. Two o'clock. We're now 51 minutes away from the 600th Blinkers Off episode. So make sure and check that out. And for this show, we'll be back on Thursday and we'll be back tomorrow with Dudes Who Bet Daily. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. There you go. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.